If you have your Bibles with you, open to uh, Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. We'll read verses 32 through 36. If you're from the the Baptist uh, tradition, you probably heard it said, if you have three Baptists in a room, you'll have five opinions. Um, There's a lot of merit to that. Um, But in general, I think, too, when you get a bunch of Christians together, you'll have unity in the most essential things and, you know, possibly some divergence opinion on, you know, less than central things. Um, But what keeps us coming back together are those things that are absolutely central to the gospel, absolutely central to the Christian faith that we all agree on, that we all join together on. Um, And when it comes to issues of the end times, you can have quite a stirring, rousing debate on that. Um, Lots of people with lots of opinions uh, there. Um, But what we do look forward to, um, however you you view it, we look forward to when Jesus calls his people to himself. And there's even diversity of opinion as to exactly how that's going to happen. But we do agree that it's going to happen and we all look forward to it. Um, And so as we look at our passage uh, this, this afternoon. Let's keep that in mind. We are together longing for Jesus to come and call us to be with him. That is our blessed hope. It is what we should long for more than anything, because then we'll see him face to face. We'll behold him as he is. We'll be forever changed, forever with the Lord um, in his presence. So Mark chapter 13, beginning in verse 32. Jesus says this, but concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves his home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, Stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. And so the emphasis of our time of confession this morning is just really a question Um, And it's kind of tying into a a big emphasis of the New Testament in general, which is we need to be living every day as though the Lord could come back that day. We need to be, as Jesus says, awake. We need to be alert. We need to be sober-minded. Because when Jesus comes, we don't want to be found slacking off. We don't want to be found asleep. We don't want to be found engaging in worthless pursuits. We want our Savior to find us striving for faithfulness and following His Word and preaching the Gospel and serving the church and in loving our families and a whole host of other things we know God has called us to do. We don't want to be found negligent when He comes. Another passage that... Uh, deals with this is Matthew chapter 24 
Um, and you don't have to turn there if you want to. Um, actually, Matthew 25. If you just listen, uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 13, uh, following on the heels of a very similar emphasis in Matthew that we just read in Mark. He says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. And then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. And again, the warning from our Savior, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And so again, Jesus is pressing on us the need to be living as though he could return today. Only God knows the time when Christ will come and call us to himself, but we need to be ready. We need to be living as though it could be soon. One other passage I want to look at before we, we go to prayer is one I had not considered uh, for this particular type of emphasis, you know, waiting for the return of Christ, living ready for him, is Hebrews chapter 12. But we know the Bible is consistent. Um, and this, in an indirect way, I think, actually pushes us to consider the ways we can be readier or more ready uh, than we might otherwise be. Hebrews 12, just verses 1 um, through 3. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now often we look at Hebrews 12, and rightly, you know, based on the text, we're thinking of the Christian life as this, this, this marathon. We've got to have endurance for the long haul, and we want to get rid of the things that slow us down, that, that will make it harder to run. But let's apply that to our waiting for Jesus and to our living as though he could come back any moment. What are the things in your life and my life that are hindering us from living so that we're ready for Jesus to come? What are the things in our life that might be slowing us down and, and making it difficult for us to focus on being ready and living as though we are ready? Could it be entertainment? Certain TV shows or just Netflix, <clears throat> Disney Plus in general. Um, is it sports? I have to watch out for that one. Um, Mark, I'm, sorry, I'm glad you don't suffer from that malady like some of us do. But um, some of us do, uh, do have to be careful not to spend too much time watching football, which is the best sport in the world. 
Um, and so it could be that. It could be certain um, just hobbies or pursuits. Uh, so I just encourage you as we go to prayer, examine your own hearts and ask yourself, what is slowing you down? What's hindering you from living in a, in a ready, a state of readiness for the return of Jesus? So let's go to prayer. I'll give you a few moments to pray on your own and then I'll close us. Our Father, your word is very clear that we need to be ready, that we need to be alert, that we need to be in a state of readiness for the return of our Lord, for Him coming and calling us to Himself. Lord, help us be convinced even more in our own hearts of the truth and the reality and the wonder and the power of that moment when we'll be called to our Savior and we will see Him as He is But Lord, until that day comes, until that moment happens, God, help each one of us to live in a state of readiness, not to be caught sleeping or be found being lazy. God, help us see the things in our lives that distract us from being ready. Lord, it could be any number of things for for each of us. We all have our own uh, weaknesses and our, our proneness to, to certain vices and, and certain struggles and things that want to distract us and take our attention. God, help us see in ourselves and in our own lives what we need to see, the things that are often difficult to see, and even to admit when we do see them. God, we want it to be true of every one of us what we read in these verses that when our Master comes, He will find us ready. He will find us alert. He will find us striving for faithfulness. And so, God, as we examine our hearts, not just now, but even later, Lord, help us be ready to confess sin um, where it is, where it may be found, and to repent of it. Lord, thank you for a Savior who has borne the penalty for that. Help us see full and free forgiveness in Jesus. And then grant us strength by the Holy Spirit to be more focused, to be more ready. Um, and to live in a, in a greater state of readiness than we did before. God, again, thank you that we are not sufficient to this, but you are. And so be with us this week as we seek to live a more, uh, a more focused and ready life for the return of our Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.